everybody doing? Good. All right. Let's get it started. Let's talk some shit. Let's do it all. Let's uh, have some fun here. What's going on, guys? Who's out there, huh? Ah, all right. Goodness, Eric Z right here. How's it going, buddy? Hal Jordan's here. Protecting uh, Sector 28, what, 14? Um, Making, you know, tuning in. That's always good. Right? Makes sense, doesn't it? Mr. Will Diesel, always good uh, to see you. What's going on, Jose? Happy Tuesday. Who's got some tacos, huh? Who's bringing me some tacos? Man, I had some I had some breakfast tacos. Uh, you don't even know, guys. I had some breakfast tacos on Sunday at this one spot where I was at. And they they, they emphasize a lot of cheese in their stuff. They, they're, they're specialized in omelets, but man, they... Uh, Man, these tacos, these breakfast tacos were just amazing. A bacon, sausage, egg. Oh, so good. So good. So good. But anyways, um, thank you guys, of course, for uh, clicking in and all that stuff. Make sure you smash that like, thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure if you want to become a member, members only, post-show stream happening right after this. And, of course, you got the Patreon right there. If you want to help out the pirate ship, it's going, uh, you know, the link's down below. And, of course, the Kim Junkie Closet. All that stuff. And if you're watching this not live, you can fast forward. I'll chapter it out for you. Just for you. What's going on, Mr. Fear Jason? Always good to see you, buddy. No one's talking about... <laughs> I know, right? Oof. Yeah, we'll talk about that one later. Hey, Seek, my friend. Hey, good to see you, man. Uh, I've been catching up on you. I've been seeing your Instagram. You know, uh, I've been meaning to text you, but man, I... So bad. I heard about your dog, but I saw your new dog, which is absolutely fantastic, dude. I got, I'm, I'm happy that you got a new one. I've always, I, I need to get a dog, but I don't have, I, my apartment complex doesn't allow that. So, but I've been meaning to text you, man. Hopefully you're doing good. What's going on, Rosemary? Niner fan, always good to see you. <sighs> Who else is here? Batflex up. What's going on, Cosmo? Always getting good, good. Batsu looks absolutely badass in that pick. Uh, John Conroe and the Demon Chords. Interesting. No, no idea what you're talking about, but okay. And then we got Mr. Venom here. Always good to see you. Yep. Yeah. Let's do hello, darling. Yes. Hello there, Oxlaxu. How you doing? Boop, 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 boop. All right. Hi, darling. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I had to put that clip in the beginning, you know? I didn't have a sketch really planned out, so... I was like, might as well just uh, do all that here. Let me fast forward here. Hold on. Yeah, good to see you, Eric, of course. Everybody saying hi. What's going on, Mr. Andrew? Yes. We got Captain Gator Girl here, too. Hello, hello, hello. Time for the daily meeting of We Hate Joss Whedon Fan Club. Yeah, that's what was great about last night. A lot of people showed up. A lot of people talked shit about Joss. I don't think there was really anybody that was backing up Joss. Mr. Alex Lobo. Hello, buddy. That's right. Yes, tacos, tacos. I wish I had... Man, I tell you what, those breakfast tacos. Hey, and thank you, Seek, for sticking with me for 13 months as a member. You're awesome, sir. I have to get you back on the stream, catch up and everything. So release the pink tacos. And we got Cat. Meow. How's it going, Cat? Always good to see you. 
All right, we got Legend, of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? It's always going to be there. I'm always going to have that drop no matter what. It's always there for, you know, moments like this. We got Chrissy here. Hello, Chrissy One Wonder Woman. Stephanie, hi. Yeah, Los Angeles. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I'm sure they do. I mean, that's one of the things. I mean, L.A. does. They, they, they're, they're good with the tacos. By the way, Niner fan, congratulations on the playoff win. You know, it's funny because my dad and my brother, my dad is a Rams fan. My brother is a Niners fan. And I congratulated both of them. But I went, y you guys realize now you have to face Brady and Rodgers next week. <laughs> That's going to be a little bit of a rough one. The Rams and the Niners really have a rough one next weekend. So we'll see what happens. J.D. McRae, man, good to see you. Always nice. Isaac, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, glad I could be. Yeah, thanks for showing up, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And we got Andrew Nathan saying hi to Jose. We got Michael right here. What's up, buddy? We got Strong Arm Flicks. Good to see ya. Good to see ya. Good to see ya. All right. Uh, and the latest video was he? Uh, did he actually defend that? And he's there's there's people that defend him. I've seen. Uh, I mean, it's a very small number. <laughs> so, yeah. And you're absolutely right, Captain Gator Girl. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ayer. Happy birthday. Release the fucking Ayer cut. <laughs> Jesus, can we do that already? Man. So, yeah, it is David Ayer's birthday. Saw people wishing him a happy birthday. Saw some videos on the timeline from some of you guys. Uh, I think I saw Jason. I saw yours. Kat, I saw yours. Good job. Both videos were great. So, you know, and I saw some other people, too. I think I, I was asked to submit a video, but I, I'm lazy. I forgot. All right, I forgot, and then I got lazy, so that's why my happy birthday's right here. Happy birthday, David Ayer. If you're out there, if you're casually watching from a distance, because, you know, I mean, we are Twitter friends, right? <laughs> if you want to come on the vodka stream, you know, and talk about some things, that'd be sweet. So one of these days, hopefully, if we can do that and make that happen, even if it's not just about all that happened then. But, you know, I'd, I would love to I would love to talk to David Ayer. That's for sure. I would love to talk to him, get his backstory, just really get in depth because he's got a very interesting backstory, which he's talked about. He's talked about many times. What's going on, Mr. Vega? Good to see ya. Good to see ya. Hello, 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 Mr. Venom. All right. We got Jesse here, too. Is that did I see Jesse? He's the one that's uh, obviously running all that. Yeah. Release that air cut. Yeah. Wake him up. Where's Jesse? Yeah, he's supposed to be running the uh, the cut air. But anyways, guys, uh, appreciate you guys, uh, of course, clicking in. As per usual, let's have some fun. Hopefully you guys had a good day. I had a pretty decent day myself. Mr. Eric Patterson, he's right there. Good to see you. All right. Let's, all right. Let's get this show started. Let's go to them tweets, huh? Let's see. Did I set it right? Hold on. I was going to do it differently. Ah, I didn't do it right. Hold on a sec. Let me... Let me set this up because I was going to do it, like I said, a little bit different. All right, here we go. Okay, there we go. We're good now. We're good now. I think we're good. Yep, there it is. Okay, cool. All right. So let's go to the tweets. Okay, so obviously we uh, all enjoyed that Moon Knight trailer. I know some people actually said it was a little underwhelming, but I think mainly people are hyped for it simply because, well... I mean, it's Oscar Isaac. It's Ethan Hawke. 
It looks like it's something a little different. Here's the official poster right here, which is sex. That's sex. Because, you know, sometimes uh, the MCU has really shitty posters where everybody's just kind of, you know, grouped up down the center of the poster. But this time, look at that. I love it. I love it. This little crescent moon weapon right there. Yeah. So that's a good poster right there. So I like it. And hope if you didn't check out my uh, trailer reaction, make sure you do that. Do that. Please do that. Sorry, it was meh, but the... But the po it was meh for you, Ben. Jeez, Ben's a meh on it, huh? Meh. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I mean, it's like you know. It, I, I think for introducing the character and where this is all, uh, you know, going to be about mental health and stuff like that. I thought I did a pretty good job, kind of showing that Oscar Isaac's not fucking around. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna act his ass off in this series. So, look at this beautiful image of Lincoln Heights. Los Angeles, that's right. Look at that sky. Look at the palm trees. Look at the train. And look at all the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Remember, uh, I showed you guys the video yesterday of uh, apparently, you know, when these trains come rolling in and they stop, you know, thieves just come in and start, you know, ripping off all the, the, the containers that have all the, the Android, the Android Amazon stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's what it looks like. It's a beautiful and ugly shot at the same time, right? Jesus Christ. Good old Lincoln Heights, L.A. That's right. Jeez. Hey, look at these two bu young bucks right here. Just having a good time on the set of a little movie called Justice League. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, I mean, I know people want Zach to say something about what's happening right now. I He's not going to. Of course he's not going to. Uh, like I said yesterday, the only thing that I would actually want him to do is to post an image, uh, of Ray Fisher and just, just do something like that on Vero. Um, and then of course, a lot of us would love it if he got, if he cast Ray Fisher in, um, if he cast him in Rebel Moon, that'd be pretty sweet too. But you know, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be disappointed if, uh, that's not the case. So. We eating good in March. We eating good with March, even though, like, we got two people who are got, you know, not all right up there, but they're trying to do good. So there we go. There's your March right there. The beginning, the beginning of March, March 4th, and then March 30th right there. It's going to be grand. It's going to be grand. Got this. Hey, rest in peace, Betty Boop. You know, she was all about the booze and boobs right there. Match game. I used to watch those. I used to watch those old episodes of Match Game with my mom. Actually, we had a custom sculpture of a uh, Martian Manhunter right here, painted by Mike Yuan right here. Look at that! Look at that! There's our boy. Yeah, that's right. That's Zack Snyder's Justice League Martian Manhunter right here. Yeah, look at that. B a beautiful right there. Love it. Love it. And check this out. <laughs> so. I, hey, I'm looking forward to this. Like a, I, I, I grew up a Weird Al fan. Okay, loved Weird Al. I remember having the cassette tapes. That's right, the cassette tapes. Back in my day, kids, I had these things called these plastic things with tape in them that you had to rewind, fast forward, and flip over. But yeah, I was a big time Weird Al fan, and apparently there's gonna be a biopic about Weird Al. That's going to be exclusively on the Roku channel. And Daniel Radcliffe is going to star as Weird Al. I love it. I love it. I can, you know, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I can't really see it right now, but I'm sure, yeah, he's going to get the hair. He's going to get the bigger glasses and the mustache. But I love it. This is going to be grand. 
This is going to be grand right here. You know, it's an interesting casting, and I love it, though. I love it because I think Radcliffe, you know, he's had a very post- Harry Potter, he's had an interesting career. He really has when it comes to like the indie work he's done. And uh, there's a show on TBS that he was a part of that I actually enjoy. Um, so, yeah, very interesting. So there you go. And we figured out who our Thomas Wayne is. That's right. This handsome devil right here, which I don't know who he is, uh, but his name, of course, is uh, Luke Roberts. Apparently, he's uh, best known. He's been in uh, he was in Game of Thrones and whatnot. But yeah. He basically posted this right here. Let it be known that he is, in fact, playing Thomas Wayne, which we saw in this picture right there. So now we got to know who's playing Martha. Who's playing Martha? Now we're going to get that revealed hopefully soon. But, yes, there's, uh, there's our Thomas Wayne right there for the Batman universe, Luke Roberts. I'm trying to remember, has he uh, been in anything else? What's going on, Tony? How you doing? Yeah. And it's going to be interesting, so... All right, we got this. And look at Aisha Tyler even quote tweeted Steven's tweet yesterday. You know, so there you go. Even Aisha Tyler's getting in, involved with this. I mean, it's just so funny. How many people are just like, man, Josh, you fucking moron. Fucking moron. You got to love it, though. You got to absolutely love it. Got all that. Of course, we'll talk about Ray Fisher stuff. We'll be talking about Matt Reeves, talking about all that. And then, of course, there was like a campaign today for release the air cut because it was David Ayer's birthday. I'm not sure exactly how many tweets it got, but hopefully, you know, it made some kind of a uh, little bit of a trend that happened right here. But there's some art right there, which is cool. Uh, DCU movie page was going crazy on it, retweeting old some stuff and everything like that. So... Hopefully it made some kind of something, and hopefully David Ayer saw all the things and saw everything, saw the birthday videos and everything. So this was pretty funny right here. This made me chuckle. Earthquake deten detection kit, yeah, which is just like the eyeballs that move with the pupils that move. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I like it. But, yeah, when there's an actual earthquake that happens, you just go, oh, shit. Uh, Oscar Isaac, it's right. This man right here, look at him. Yeah, we got X-Men Apocalypse, which, yeah, the movie wasn't that great, but what can you do? Um, and I, I guess he's coming back for, is he coming back for the the 2099 uh, Spider-Man? I think, did they even make that official? I don't know. And then, of course, I got Moon Knight. Don't forget Dune as Duke Leto, all that stuff, man. Just, yeah, Oscar Isaac, I tell you. All right, uh, I guess they, I guess they, I guess DC and um, Warner Brothers kind of, de, they changed up the logos a little bit when it came to Aquaman and the Flash. They just kind of tweaked them a little bit. So here's the new official logo. Oh, that's right. He's supposed to be a Metal Gear Solid. I totally forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me there, average gamer. I forgot. I mean, that's, I, I, I love it because, you know, the more Oscar Isaac, the merrier for sure. Yes. I don't mind me a lot of Oscar Isaac. I love the guy. Love the guy. But, uh, yeah, here's the new, I guess I kind of tweaked it a little bit. I like it. I dig it. I like the fact that it's got, like, the, the A. It's got, like, a green diamondy, you know, look to it. Looks pretty cool. So not too shabby. Not too shabby. Here's some cool little posters right here for David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Love that. Okay. So Jansen Ankles, Ankles fans? I can never say his last name right. So apparently... Jensen, did I say Jansen? Sorry, Jensen Ackles. 
if I'm saying, I always feel like I'm saying his name wrong, but we all know who he is, of course. Um, apparently, he was just uh, recently talking about the fact that he's got, he's got a role in some kind of secret DC project right here. So this is what he had to say about that. Ockles. There you go. Ockles. Thank you, Stephanie. I appreciate that. I love it when you guys sound it out for me. You guys are awesome because you guys know I butcher last names constantly. So this is what he had to say right here. What's the one role you would you want or what's the one Marvel movie or DC movie that you'd love to be a part of? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, Come on. Well, there is a there is a DC property that I'm that currently uh developing right now with with warner brothers and uh uh and some other good partners that uh that i've got i've got my fingers crossed for but again i'm not going to talk about it because you don't want to jinx it no you're not going to jinx it i sent him a what's the one role you okay would, you want or what's the one yeah he's voiced movie? batman he voiced batman in uh long halloween which i thought he had a fantastic Batman voice, but what are we thinking here? What is he? What is he going for? What, what could uh, Jensen be going for right here? Ockles. Um, yeah. What do we think here? Somebody actually, I saw somebody, uh, I think, respond to my tweet, and they said, "What about Booster Gold?" And I went, "Wow, that's not that's that's not that's not too shabby at all. I like that. I like that a lot. Booster Gold." I mean, obviously, we're hoping with the whole Blue Beetle movie that's going to be coming out is like we can get a little Booster Gold and we get that team up happening. So, I mean, they have to be thinking about Booster Gold, right? I wouldn't mind them as Booster Gold. Aquals, whatever. <laughs> yes, Elias. I was thinking that, too. He would be a, a great Hal Jordan as well. But, I mean, I'm kind of wondering how that that whole the whole green lantern cores and the green lantern show that thing i don't know what is happening that thing has been in development for so fucking long because guy with the ball cap is uh you know i don't know still attached to it not still attached to it who knows what the fuck is going on with that guy still up there but i don't know we got wonder meg here hello hi meg um but I mean, when somebody brought up Booster Gold, I was actually okay with that. I was actually okay with that. So I don't know. Are we thinking anything else? Are we thinking anything else? We're just kind of thinking what Hal, making like a Hal Jordan kind of thing, or or uh, anything. I don't. You know what? I never got into Supernatural. I will admit, I never got into Supernatural. But I've watched many episodes because anytime it's on, it's enjoyable. I don't know why I never fully got into the show. But, yeah, I need to, like, dive into it. It's like one of those shows where it's just, like, when it's on, it's on, and I'll just watch it. I remember when I was in the hospital, like, three years ago, I watched, I, like, binge, I, like, watched, like, probably five or six episodes. Green Arrow, you think he's, oh, okay, you're thinking that he might be uh, Oliver, going for Oliver right there? Hmm, hmm, I don't know. Uh, hear me out. Dieter as uh, Booster Gold, anyone? D oh, you're, oh, yeah, I mean, yes. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about, uh, what's this nuts? Yeah, Dieter from Army of Thieves, Army of the Dead. I'm thinking of uh, Matthias. Matthias, Matthias, Matthias. Yeah, he'd actually be a pretty good booster gold. I think he would be, yeah. I think I, I would actually, uh, he has the look, that's for sure. I think he'd be a great uh, booster gold. Not Jason Todd. He's not going to be Jason Todd. He's a little too old to be Jason Todd, okay? The guy's like in his 40s. <laughs> Throw the Jason. I know he dressed, he cosplayed as Jason Todd at one point, but throw that out. You know, he's a fully grown man 
we don't need him as uh, Jason Todd, but uh, I do like the fact, I do like the idea. I do like the idea of Booster Gold. I like the idea of Hal Jordan. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I was just kind of wanted to get your guys' uh, – Wanted to get your guys' idea of it, but, you know, Nightwing, nah, he's too old for Nightwing. Too old for Nightwing. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess, if, <laughs> who knows. Now, but see, listen to his, when you listen to his words, like, watch, listen to his words. Property that I'm, that there's a, there's a DC property that I'm, that currently uh, developing right now with, with Warner Brothers and, uh, uh, and some other. So it's currently developing. That, uh, that I've got, I've got my fingers crossed for. Yeah, it's got to be Green Lantern, right? Or it's got, I mean, it's got to be either one of those, Green Lantern or fucking Booster Gold. I don't know. I like the Booster Gold thing because they they have to be developing a Booster Gold something, right? They have to be <laughs> because they got Blue Beetle coming out. It's like we want that team up, don't we? I don't know. It, he might be going for. I think he might be going for Jordan. I think he might be going for Jordan because it's developing right now. It almost sounded like he was devel- Like he said he was developing it, but he's not developing it. So I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. So yeah. Anyway, so uh, we'll see. Yeah, he's gonna be Batmite. There you go. We already found out that that was canon. Obviously, Steve G's character and Peacemaker made Batmite can't can't. Can, hey, maybe he is. Who knows? That, if Batmite shows up in Peacemaker, it's gonna be It's gonna be funny. All right, moving along. Moving along. There's of course some film junkie shots from yesterday. Uh, we'll be talking about that. Uh, I love this right here. This tweet's funny. <laughs> I would have voted for Obama a third time if I could. It's exactly, it's exactly what this picture exudes. Exudes that character from fucking Get Out. Jesus Christ. This guy. Moron. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver, everybody. Hot. And she's still pretty hot. I'm just saying. She still got it. But that was Sigourney Weaver back in the 80s. Yes. Very much crushed on her a lot. I mean, the the, the end of Alien. <laughs> oh man, I tell you, I tell you. Of course, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We got the uh, we got some word. Apparently, uh, Geek Vibes Nation says ha- was told the wheels might be finally. Uh, um, it says what the, was told the wheels might finally be t- starting to turn on the tomb the Tomb Raider sequel with pre production possibly starting up soon. Was also told Drew Pierce, who uh, was part of Iron Man three and Hobbs and Shaw, was consulted to punch the script up a bit more. So yes, we want more of this, more Vikander, fucking Laura Croft, please, Lara Croft. Um, Please, I want more of that. So hopefully that kicks in the gear. Here's a good Mondo poster of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which I want on my wall. That looks so pretty. Oh, man. I want that Mondo poster. Is this? I mean, it looks like a Mondo poster. I think somebody actually probably made that to make it look like a Mondo poster. So I just saw it, and I was like, cool. And uh, Mike Judge, not only is he reviving Beavis and Butthead, but apparently he's going to be of reviving... King in the Hill. God damn it, Bobby. Oh, 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 oh. I, I sell propane and propane accessories. That's right. Oh, God damn it, Bobby. Yeah. That's right. There you go. There's my Hank Hill. How do you like that? I've been doing that one for a while, actually. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. 
So, yeah, that's right. Propane. Propane accessories. Yeah. yeah. It's not too hard to do a Hank Hill, to be honest. I, uh, you know, I'll bust that one out every now and again. So, but yeah. I'm looking forward to it because I love King of the Hill. So, uh, I'll definitely watch it. I'll see the revival, just like Beavis and Butthead. So, yeah. I'm down for it. Yep. 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 Yeah, and we'll talk about that, of course. We'll talk about that, of course, uh, doing all that. 14 years ago today, Matt Reeves gave us Cloverfield, which he evolved the fucking found footage genre, which, come on, this movie was fucking just insane. I love this movie. I mean, found footage of monsters, a big, huge monster rampaging through New York. It was so good. So good, and it was just the campaign, J.J. Abrams doing the campaign and everything being such a mystery. Just so freaking good, man. It's so freaking good. I haven't watched it in a while. I'm going to have to watch it again because I love that movie. When it comes to the found footage genre, I fucking love that movie. Love it. Hey, here's Battinson if he was uh, wearing the 89 Batman costume. There you go. You know me. I love that logo. Love that logo. Looks a little weird right there, though. Almost looks like a birthday kick, but it's fine. I still thought it was cool. I like it. Valkyrie, Mr. Alex uh, Valkyrie. Good stuff. Yes. And then there's Angelina Jolie in Internals, just kind of uh, doing her ballet thing, which I thought was awesome. Hey, I mean, well, I still get to watch Eternals again, but I mean, come on. The cinematography, so, and Angelina Jolie was a fucking badass. I mean, Cinematography was beautiful. Angelina Jolie was a badass. It was kind of, you know, it was good. And then speaking of updated logos, there it is. There's the Flash logo updated a little bit. I don't know. There's something going on in the top of the emblem right there. Yeah, but it looks a little more, you know, they're going to keep on updating it probably. But yeah, it's got like, it's almost like, uh, I don't know, lightning or electricity just kind of, you know, scraped kind of scraped into the emblem right there. I don't know. It's pretty cool. They kind of made it a little more sharp right there. I like it. I like it. I like it. So there we go. Okay. Let's uh, start off with the first topic right here. All right. So obviously yesterday was a very, it was a two hour long film junkie live because we went through, I mean, I didn't even go through the entire stupid fucking vulture (laughs) article of Joss Whedon speaking out, coming out of uh, the darkness, yeah, looking more pale than he actually did before, the fucking vampire, um, and we went through most of it, went through most of it, and hopefully you guys had a good time with that, as we, you know, talked a lot of shit about Mr. Whedon, I mean, it really sounds like the guy still needs a lot of help, because, I mean, taken away from that, from that article, and that interview, and everything like that, he admitted to some weird shit, crazy shit and didn't take any responsibility really you know no responsibility i mean that's uh you know talk about a true narcissist right there which is what we kind of gathered i mean he just again he just i mean he basically was like oh this is going to be a good idea and just shoot yourself in the fucking foot essentially um which is great and then of course we were going to get responses from people and I hope more responses come come to be. But uh, but naturally, like remember uh, Ray Fisher, he said that it was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so he wasn't going to say anything. He was going to celebrate the man, the icon, and everything. He didn't want to do it, and he said he'd get to work tomorrow, which is today. So yes, Ray Fisher, of course, did some tweeting talking about 
the interview with Joss Whedon, and let's go over it right here. Let's go over Ray's tweets, and then we'll go over uh, you know some of the other stuff too. Well, actually, you know, I think the first thing I'm going to do is obviously we already um, we heard about um, Gal Gadot. She actually responded first, so um, let's see right here. So. This was uh, pretty much on, on Good Morning America. They talked about this. At our GMA cover story, Gal Godot is holding her ground this morning. After holding Hollywood her ground. After Joss Whedon denied allegations that he mistreated her on the Justice League film set back in 2017. Whedon spoke out in a New York Magazine interview. Zareen Shah has the details. Good morning, Zareen. Shah. Hey, good morning, George. The actress who played Wonder Woman is in a war of words with one of Hollywood's biggest directors. She said he threatened her job. He responded saying English is not her first language, leaving it up to fans to interpret what happened. Ugh. Gross. I belong to no one. This morning, Wonder Woman star Gal Gadot standing up for herself. As she should. In a new article for New York Magazine, the famed director of hits like The Avengers and the creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. now on defense, that he threatened Godot's career while filming the 2017 film. God, the Justin. news just doesn't. There we go. Let's get. Oh, uh, what the fuck? You're right there. So pretty much, he threatened my career and said that if, uh, yeah, we all we all know that quote right there. When these stories start to come out. It makes people feel so. There's a writer right there, Lila Shapiro. He's of course responsible for his behavior. Now, more than eight months later, Whedon speaking out for the first time about Godot's allegations, telling New York Magazine, "I don't threaten people. Who does tie into a railroad track and do it over his dead body?" Godot telling the magazine in an email, "I understood perfectly." That's right. There you go. Working on projects with Punch him in the face. Characters also answering to accusations of misogyny. When his ex-wife came forward and, you know, called him a hypocrite preaching feminist <laughs> ideals, there are, I think, clearly patterns Ouch. that emerge when you look at the stories side by side. Whedon admitting to the magazine he slept with employees, fans, and colleagues while working on Jesus. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which eventually led it's to his love marriage that it's making the rounds. Whedon right now there. telling the magazine's reporter Lila Shapiro that God, he looks like a creep. Doesn't he just look like he just looks like the biggest fucking creep? The biggest fucking creep. But we all saw, you know, Godot said she's not going to ever work with him again, but never, ever work with him again, which we know that. So, but I love the fact that. Good Morning America had a cover story that had all this right here in the fact that, you know, they had Godot's response and everything. So fa- fucking fantastic. Jesus Christ. Jody, I believe in J- Joss Whedon. Jesus Christ. So ridiculous. All right. So this was the first tweet that Ray posted today, which was before I get started today, I want to thank you all for lifting and supporting everyone that has been negatively affected by Joss Whedon. I was not the first to speak out about him, but I hope to be one of the last that has to. So that was the first tweet right there. Then he followed it up with, we said, the irony is Walter Hamada, Kaksaka, is probably kicking himself right now for trying to throw Joss Whedon under the bus. Had Walter waited, he would have seen Joss had already bought a round trip to run himself over. Ouch! Love it. Yeah. Remember Walter Hamada hit up Ray 
to basically throw, you know, to, hey, I'll give you Josh as long as you don't touch Jeff Johns. He is DC royalty. We got to keep him, okay? He's just that we, we, we got to protect him with all costs. But we'll give you the ginger. We'll give you the ginger. It's fine. We'll give you the ginger, but we're not, but we can't give you Jeff. Sorry. Ugh. But yeah. Great tweet right there by Ray. Love it. Great tweet right there. Ah, it's good. And then he said right here, Joss Whedon had nearly two years to get his story straight. He's likely spent tens, if not hundreds, of thousands of dollars on PR, crisis management, and coaching. And his response to the allegations is, they all misunderstood and or are out to get me. Also, my mom is sexy? Exactly. That was weird. That was one of the first things... <laughs> Reading that article, and it was like, did he just call his mom sexy? What? What? Okay. Well, we all know. I mean, it was just, just, just even reading that article. Dude has serious mommy issues. I mean, we always talk about the reverse a lot about daddy issues. No, this. I mean, there's mommy issues too. Mommy issues, and he's definitely there's something very much. That happens with that, with, yeah, with Joss, that's, that's going on. But Calder's sexy? What? It's so weird, man. Yeah, that was fucking strange. Strange. Very strange. All right. Then the next tweet was, I'm starting a team called the Malevolent, uh, Malevolent, I can never say that name, that word right, but yeah, you guys know what it is, um, who wants in Joss Whedon need not apply. So a lot of us, of course, were like, yeah, we're in. We'll be at, we'll be that. Hey, mama film junkies here. She here. Hey, mama film junkie. There you go. See, I don't have mommy issues. That's for sure. Joss Whedon has mommy issues. I don't have mommy issues. My mom's awesome. So that's right. She raised me. She raised me well, even though I gave her a hard time, as you guys saw on the vodka stream. And then he uh, posted this right here. Uh, I posted, <laughs> yeah, I always get, I, I don't know why that word always just F's me up. Yes. Malevolent, malevolent, Jesus Christ, malevolent, jeez. I don't know why I can never say that word. I can never say that word. I always like mess, it gives me a little marble mouth as many words do. Anyways, continuing Ray Fisher right here says, Joss Whedon, I don't threaten people. Who does that? The world? I don't know. Maybe the guy that used to spend his free time plotting elaborate revenges on his own family? And then, of course, posted the, this part right here. On weekends and in summers, he would pass his mornings pacing the long driveway of his family's second home, a farmhouse near, um, I don't even know, I'm not even going to try, making up science fiction universes or plotting elaborate revenges on my brother's. This guy had a seriously fucked up, I mean, he had a serious, I mean, there's a lot of things right here. This is like seriously a villain origin story, you know, when it comes to this. When it comes to all this, when it comes to all this, it's just like, uh, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, when it comes to all this, um, it just kind of shows you, that, I mean, there's seriously, when, you, when, when they start talking about his past, and how people are talking about his past, it really is a villain origin story. And he ended up very much turning into a villain. One of the worst. Okay. And then, of course, right here, Charisma Carpenter. 
she um, she tweeted out this today. So this is what she had to say today, which she came out. Good old Charisma Carpenter. Obviously, we know that Joss Whedon apparently gave her a hard time when she got pregnant when it came to, I think, was came to Angel, right? This, uh, the spinoff Angel. And uh, she came out and said uh, all that stuff. Uh, malevolent force. There you go. I can say it right now. Hashtag, I stand with Ray Fisher. The malevolent, see, I always, I always mess up on that. Malevolent force and bad actor in both senses who poisoned my feeble mind with trendy buzzwords and corrupt ideas about my experiences with a former tyrannical narcissistic boss who is still unable to be accountable or and just apologize. Exactly. It's like, just fucking apologize and be accountable. I believe Gal Gadot not only understands career threats in English, but also in Hebrew and uh, Arabic, uh, fine, possibly French, Spanish, and Italian too. Yeah, how many languages does she actually know? Okay, how many? She probably is very well educated in many languages. And the fact that he fucking said that in an interview, Jesus Christ. And then she said right here to anyone struggling with alcoholism or addiction of any kind today, it is never too late to get help. If you are willing to seek treatment, practice rigorous honesty uh, and are of service to others, there is a very good chance you will be free to live your life on life's terms with uh, compassion, humility and love in your heart. So that's what Charisma Carpenter had to say right there. She came out and said all that, which good on her. Of course, Ray posted that. And then uh, the last, I think this was like the last tweet, one of the last tweets. No, no, he, he didn't have, he had one more tweet. Then he uh, said this right here. Hashtag, I stand with Charisma Carpenter, who, like this bad actor in both senses, has no agency in determining matters of abuse or race, but for the influence of a white male shadow puppeteer. New York Magazine and Lily uh, Shapiro should be ashamed for regurgitating this nonsense. And then he posted this part right here. Some of Whedon's defenders propose a theory. What if Fisher had been doing Snyder's bidding without furnishing proof? They speculated that Snyder had tricked Fisher into thinking Whedon was racist or maybe Fisher was perfectly well. uh, His allegations were bullshit. Either way, the actor and director had manufactured controversy that made Snyder seem like a progressive ally while diverting attention from the fact that their early cut had been a disaster. Whedon's advocates believed his campaign had poisoned Carpenter against Whedon, causing her to see the complicated story of their relationship as a simplistic narrative of abuse. Once someone lights a fuse and people see there's a flame, they run to it and throw stuff into it. One person in Whedon's circle said. So we actually read that part yesterday. Fucking bullshit because there's no way no way, especially with everything that Snyder was going through when it came to Justice League and then why he had to leave. Why the fuck would he just like do something like that? Why would he do something like that? So goddamn ridiculous. Uh, and then, of course, we got that. That's pretty cool. I like that drawing. And then he said right here. All right. Last thing. Please don't put me on a pedestal. I've made more mistakes and apologies in in life than I can count. Taking accountability for our actions and how they may have affected others can be some of the hardest work to do, but we must try in earnest to do it. I like this tweet right here from Ray Ray because now he's kind of going like, hey, 
everybody putting him on a pedestal. And, you know, of course, we're supporting Ray no matter what. And you got the hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher, all that stuff. You know, he's just kind of going like, hey, you know, don't think I'm some kind of saint. Don't think I'm some kind of like, oh, savior of all this, even though we might think of him a little bit like that. He's just kind of being like, hey, remember, I make mistakes, too. Everybody makes mistakes no matter what. Even if you're trying to do good, sometimes you're just going to make mistakes. Okay? So I like that he tweeted that last because, you know, that's that's good. That's honorable. I love that. I love that. After all this and, like, you know, kind of throwing some shade. I, I actually thought he was going to go buck wild and really start picking the article and the interview apart like crazy. But, uh, you know, he kind of just, you know, he only had about, what, four or five tweets. I thought he was going to go like super buck wild when it came to a lot of things and reveal some more stuff. But maybe he's going to save that for an interview. Maybe his people said, hey, pump the brakes a little bit, man. You know, this could this could get bad or whatever the hell. I don't know. I don't know the whole details on that. But I do like the fact that he said that that was the last thing, because, you know, I mean, there's certain things, too, where I mean, he probably even thought maybe I didn't take the right approach. I mean, I know there was things like they were going on behind the scenes when it came to the campaign of like revealing this and the, the jail investigation uh, that I was kind of, you know, putting my ear out. And I was like, what? Maybe I'll, I mean, I'll, I could talk about that a little bit more in the member member post show stream, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, you just never know how these things are going to play out. And I think, uh, when it came to Ray wanting to really just get out there and reveal everything, People told him, like, no, you got to stop a little bit, even though he was putting his career on the line. And he said, fuck it, I'm going to put my career on the line, which is so honorable and we love him for it. But maybe there was like a moment where it's like, all right, we got to like kind of pump the brakes on this a little bit too much. And I think uh, I think even like when it came to like the big time rehire Ray Fisher campaign for Flash, I'm not sure if that was actually going to be part of it, because like I said, he was standing true. He was standing true to be like, hey, I'm not going to work with Hamada and his people. I'm just not. Okay, and I've told you guys that the Muschietti's tried to get him in the Flash movie. They wanted him in the Flash movie. There's a version of the script that has Cyborg in it. Maybe after Discovery comes in and if they if Zaslov starts cleaning house and we can get Walter Hamada out of there and the people out of there, maybe, maybe there could be something that could be added later on. I don't know. I know a lot of people are hoping for that. I'm hoping for that too, but who knows if that's actually going to be the case. But... That's why, you know, when it comes to the Muschietti's and the Flash movie, I, you know, I can't fully just, even though, like, you know, it's so many, so much controversy that, that is attached to it, which sucks, but I'm like, Muschietti's are good people. They're good fucking people. They were trying to get Ray in this movie. They 100% were. I've heard that more than once from reliable people, so... You know, it's no just like, you know, just trust me, bro. I heard it from my source. Now, Trust. I'm just saying, trust me, they're good fucking sources, okay? Really good sources. So I'm just saying when, when it comes to that. Um, but, yeah, I like. I just like the fact that he uh, tweeted that out there right now, you know? So <laughs> it's okay. I know some people, I, I can see some somebody doesn't agree with it. It's it's fine. It's fine, you know? But he's standing true. He, he wanted to just be like, no, nope, he didn't want to do it. So he didn't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, all right, so there you go. 
think uh, those are good responses. It's going to be interesting to see if anybody else responds. I mean, obviously, we heard from Ben Affleck recently when he's promoting the tender bar. He didn't go into detail, but he did say it was a horrible experience on Justice League. I'm wondering if we'll ever hear his side of the story. I would not be surprised when Ben's in his 50s. I would not be surprised if he writes a memoir book about just... The, the career that he's had, the ups and the downs, because we know he's had many ups and many downs. And I'm wondering if he's ever going to like release a book, you know, a memoir about all his whole career. And then this is going to be a good chunk of it, too. And he's going to go into detail on what he wanted to do. I and mean, I've told you guys he wanted to walk off the set of reshoots. He didn't want to do those fucking things. Who would want to do that? Who would want to do that? Nobody would want to do that. Yeah, nobody would want to do those reshoots. Damn, y'all coming. Y'all coming for what? Who? What? I know. We're coming for Jose? <laughs> yeah. Who's coming for Jose? Did he not see the most people loved? I know, exactly. That was another thing, too. It's like this one of the stupidest things about the article is like him saying that Ray was a bad actor. And it's like, um, I mean, I guess when he said those quotes, it was before the Snyder Cut came out. But but then again, he talked about what's so funny about that is like he said that that didn't make logical sense. Okay, so this is what's so funny about and I just want to like point this out real quick uh, and then hopefully I could find the image. But um, he said that the cyborg storyline didn't make sense. All right. He said it didn't make any logical sense. And we've all saw this. We all seen the story. Um, Let's see. We all seen the story. Where do I? Can I find it? Ah, uh, I can't find it. But we all remember. Okay, so let's see. Let's see. Be. Let's see if I can find it. We all know what image I'm looking for right here, right? Let's see. Be. I can't. Ah, jeez. What the hell? Hold on. Where's it at? Where's it at? Okay, so we got that. Where's the where's that one? I can't find it in Google Images, but we all know what I'm looking for, right? The image of obviously Ray strapped to that what what you call it, you know, the reshoots that he did where, you know, they where he basically his whole body was intact except for his legs had something on it. Remember there was that whole reshoot that they were trying to make it his accident not so gruesome, you know? Not so gruesome where it wasn't as bad and it just how did that make any sense? Why the fuck would you go, okay, cyborg, he uh he lost the use of his legs, so his dad designed you know, did this whole thing with whatever and uh in the mother box to just like what, take you know. It that didn't make logical sense, okay? I mean that what he tried to do with, with cyborg story just made no logical sense at all. But what Zach was doing was he made it the heart he made him the heart of the story and i mean that third part that's strictly all about him right is the third part is the fourth part trying to remember now um third part right and i mean i don't know how you could see that and just make that i i think joss just kind of looked at all that and maybe it was before all the visual effects were done and he just didn't know how what he could do with all that i don't know so he just said no just take it all out take it all out we'll redo that I don't know. I'm just trying to go trying to go through um, his head like that. I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Completely contradicted BBS. I mean, uh, 
It will make sense. It'll make sure to use uh, Jose as a, I know. What are you guys talking about with Jose? What's what happened with Jose? Russian family made no sense. Yeah, there's a lot of things that made no sense. You know, Flash falling on Wonder Woman, which is one of the reasons why Gal didn't want to do partake in that. And that was a stunt. Yeah. I mean, recycling that joke. I mean, that's just I guess that's just a, a fantasy that Joss Whedon has is he wants to fall on somebody's boobies, which, OK, I guess. I mean, he already used that joke in Age of Ultron when it came to Banner and Natasha, which, uh, you know, we all heard that he apparently referred to he apparently referred to Gal as Natasha. Also, I don't know. Stupid pet cemetery. Jeez. Ugh, so gross, man. Yeah, I don't know. Jose, apparently you're canceled. I don't know. What is uh? <laughs> I don't know. I was just looking down, man, and I kept on saying like, "What is happening with Jose?" Well, say you're my boy, man. You're you're my moderator. I got I got to make sure you're okay. You know, if 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 you said something wrong, I got to fire you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just kidding. I'll never fire you. I won't take your privileges away. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eye of Ultron was trash. Uh, Age of Ultron had its moments, but overall, not strong. Not strong. Yeah, definitely not strong. And uh, yeah, fuck Joss Whedon. That's all we got to say, right? Okay. More Batgirl stuff. That's right. We're going to be talking about Batgirl a lot because obviously they're shooting right now. So why wouldn't we want to talk about more Batgirl? But this time we got a better look. I mean, not a better. I mean, I guess you could say it's a better it's a better kind of image, I guess. I don't know. Let's see. Where are we at here? Do I got it? There we go. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, you know, we got <laughs> accounts like Batgirl Film News, which some people think that it's Warner Brothers that's handling this. And I can assure you that it is fan accounts. But, hey, let those conspiracy theorists say whatever these accounts are. We got uh, her motorcycle right here, I guess. Yeah, look at that. Mmm, hefty. It's a BMW. Kind of nice. Bab's new uh, set of wheels. We got a set video right there, of course. We have, uh, what's, we got uh, Leslie Grace right there. Leslie Grace right here. Then preparing for the shoot. There's student like that. And then we got Jacob. Jacob uh, Scabio, I guess. We're still wondering exactly who he is, but apparently he's in this scene. Now, could be Falcone's. Is it? It's related to Falcone, right? There's a possibility that he might be a uh, part of that family. We still don't know exactly who he is. And then uh, we have Bressy right here. Bressy. Um, this shot's really beautiful, by the way. And this is from JimMcKerney.com uh, right there. So make sure you. Uh, he's probably got some other great images like that. We've got some more images of her. We got some goggles, guys. Goggles. So that's pretty cool. That's very uh, Batgirl, Batman-esque right here. But yeah, here's the shot right here. So comparing, comparing the uh, the shot that they released and then this shot right here, I'm going to say that this shot's a little bit better over here. I don't know. I just kind of, I mean, obviously it's not super clear. You know, you can't really see. I mean, the color's different, but of course the lighting is different. I don't know. I'm digging this this shot right here of her right here. I don't know. Somebody even on my uh, timeline was like, well, you can actually see her figure a little more that adds to it, which I'm, yeah, that does add to it. Whether it's a male or female superhero, you kind of want to see what they're working with. I mean, that was always the part of the superhero lore is like you want to see the body shape in the in the costume a little bit. And I think, yeah, maybe this kind of shows 
shows uh you know her fit figure just a little bit more than it does over here maybe not a lot of bit but she's sticking the hip out just a little bit more maybe i don't know but i think it looks compared to this i mean looks pretty good so you know I think, it's, I think it just this is just making the purple pop a little bit more. So, but this right here looking pretty good with the goggles. So, not too shabby. So there you go, just a better look. And then of course, there's a look of her right there on a uh, on a raised platform right there on the set. She's just right there. So yeah, not looking too shabby. Here we go, full costume right there with goggles, guys. Goggles. I like it. I like it. Given that detectiveness to her, obviously, she's going to have access to that. So, uh, Helios, yes, we're all praying for a Man of Steel 2. Yes, we want a Man of Steel 2. Yes, we, we get that. We get that. We got it, man. We got it. Looks a lot more suited for the Nightmare now. And there you go. She would She would definitely... Uh, we always wondered if Babs was actually in the Nightmare at one point. Remember, there's that red-headed girl that's in there. It's like, well, is that Babs? Is that Carrie Kelly? It's a question you need to ask Zach right there. Or is it just somebody random that just has red hair? Who knows? But I don't know. I just like that shot. I mean, some people, you know, I don't mind it when people make jokes. They're like, yeah, it's just only because it's a set. It's just kind of funny, though, because, you know, we talked about it on the vodka stream, talked about it yesterday, is the fact that it was great that Warner Brothers got ahead of it. They got ahead of like, oh, of course, they're going to be shooting outside. So we might as well shoot an image and show the costume, put it out there before some blurry set images like comes out. And it turns out the set image looked a little bit better. <laughs> It's like, well, sometimes that's just the case, I guess. I don't know. I mean, in some cases, it doesn't look as good. Some cases it does. I don't know. But I thought that shot actually looked a little bit better. Babs looked a little bit better. So there you go. Okay. Now we got uh, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves talking some Batman. I think we got some Pattinson talking about Batman, too. Um... All right, so this was all today stuff. He had some quotes. He was in a Premier PR, I believe that's what it is. Yes, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Premier FR, not PR. FR. So these are just quotes, and um, I, I don't have the actual page or anything like that. I just got the quotes. Again, the Batman film news. The Batman film news. So there's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff right here too. So this is where, obviously, when this came out, this is where these guys uh, found this. So if you're following them, follow them. So this is where, of course, we found out that Luke Roberts is uh, playing Thomas Wayne right there. He posted on his Instagram. So that's cool. There's that guy. He looks like he could play Pattinson's dad. And then uh, we got Robert Pattinson right here. He said, uh, when you start playing Batman, I guess it's the same for everyone before me. You got your idea of the character, except that you quickly realize that if you want to play him for real, it's going to be far more complicated than that. Then he said right here, if you just want to tell yourself, okay, it's Batman, nothing special, you will lose your self-confidence. What am I doing in this suit? It's stupid. So you need strong foundations, really believe what you have done to create the character. And then he finished off by saying, by the way, Bruce Wayne does nothing else. He must convince himself that he is Batman when he wears the suit. So that obsession, that duel, that, you know, the, the dual personalities, which technically he has three personalities, if you really think about it. So they're really going to be diving into that. Like I said, um, Matt Reeves, 
you know, I read uh, Batman Ego. That that really that's one of the things that he was going to be referencing. Matt Reeves on the Batman. I absolutely wanted to tell this new story as if it was happening in the real world. Uh, I was very inspired by the raw look of comics such as Batman Ego, Batman Year One. Uh, uh, Batman isn't a traditional superhero, by the way. By the way, he's not even really a superhero. His only power is anonymity. Uh, uh, It's a guy trying to settle his uh, neurosis by playing the vigilante. He is almost addicted to that, as you can be for a drug. For a drug, and then he goes... Uh, I got a real revelation when I reread Year One from Frank Miller. There, uh, there is nothing functional or practical about being Batman. How do you go for, for a walk in uh, in town? You can't even be Bruce Wayne because he is too famous. That's why you're gonna see him like disguise himself like that. In the comics, Wayne takes briefly uh, the identity of someone who looks like Travis Bickle from. Taxi Driver, wonderful idea. Miller tried to anchor something uh, improbable, which is uh, Batman in the form of reality. He wonders what would happen in real life, and if you and for it to work, you need a third iteration of the character. This is the kind of idea that guided us a lot in the conception of the film. Like I said, third. There's like it's not just Bruce Wayne and Batman. There's also going to be there's a there's another one there too when it comes to his personalities. Or his alter egos, you know. There's got to be a second alter ego for Bruce. And I love that. They're going to be totally diving into that. So that's good. And then it says right here, uh, the interesting thing is that this Batman practically lives in the gutter. He's nowhere at home except on the street when he's wearing the costume. He lives a criminal life but without committing crimes. I felt like I could get something out of that. Anyway, I could only play a superhero if he was uh, really dirty. (laughs) Ha ha, he laughs. Because we all know Pattinson's a bit of a jokester. Bit of a jokester. Matt Reeves on the detective aspect. So this is great right here because we want to see more detective, detectiveness, that noirness of uh, Batman, which, you know, we've gotten a little bit before, but not so much. The detective aspect occupies a large part of the Batman. And if it was always, and it has always been uh, an anecdotal element in the other films, the explanation is simple it's super hard. The big challenge is to explain how and why a guy with a bat suit shows up on crime scenes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Robert told me something that I love. I think you almost have to see him as a shaman in those moments. And the very fact of being masked sets him apart. He doesn't need to think about how he reacts to others, so his senses are sharpened. His awareness is increased. He's someone who has dealt with his grief and who puts it under the rug by focusing on the details, by connecting the clues, by becoming a great detective, a pure block of neurosis that investigates Sherlock Holmes style. So that's going to be interesting to see how Matt Reeves shoots all that when he's like being a detective. Then it says right here, Robert Pattinson, something spoke to me in this character, and yet I had never thought about it. I never even auditioned for a superhero movie. I was doing completely opposite cinema, and I was very happy to shoot in weird movies. Yeah, he was doing, after Twilight, he said, fuck that shit. I'm going to do indie films. So, thank God, right? Matt Reeves on Rob's performance, on Rob's performance, I knew that Robert could bring the necessary depth to the character, revealing an inner turmoil 
on screen, we rely on the character more than on the universe uh, in the end. And for that, you need a high caliber actor. And yeah, he definitely uh, built himself up in the indie ring. Robert did what no Batman had done before. Show emotion motions by wearing the, ma- the costume and the mask. And that's crazy work. I mean, I would say some, some of the others showed some emotions. But I, I get it. I get it. Matt Reeves on the creative freedom. So here we go, guys. Warner Brothers giving Matt Reeves creative freedom. I told Warner Brothers that I want that I had to be given the, the freedom to do the definitive Batman movie. Impossible to launch halfway into a Batman. Impossible to do it as an amateur. Aim for the stars. That doesn't mean we'll get there, but if we leave without ambition, it's bound to be a disaster. I will not have tolerated to miss on the comic book character that I like the most. So we got some creative freedom, a little bit of that. Always good. And then Matt Reeves uh, on the Batman. It needed, a, it needed a strong angle. The whole point was to tell from Batman's point of view a story where he would be in free fall, crushed. The trap is to be overwhelmed by the gallery of villains who have crazy charisma. The process of solving the crime had to be tied to something very personal to him. He had to be shaken to the very depths of his being. And what is disturbing in these series of murders in, uh, is that each time the culprit leaves a card for Batman. So we get all the different, of course, the Riddler stuff that's going all to the Batman. He doesn't understand why we write to him, and it disturbs him a lot. No one is supposed to know me. Yeah, I mean, imagine trying to, like, you know, stay in the shadows and keep your identity a secret. And this is, like, year two, two and a half of uh, this Batman. And somebody knows exactly, like, pretty much who you kind of are. So it's going to be interesting. So there you go, guys. That's just some stuff that came out of Premiere FR with Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson. Kind of kind of shows you right there. I mean, I mean, remember when we heard that Matt Reeves was going to direct... Batman when it was Ben Affleck let's just say when when Ben Affleck tweeted welcome to the Batcave Matt Reeves I think Ben was already checked out just listening to his recent interviews and what happened with Justice League and everything he was already checked out he was already checked out even though like but but of course just for appearances at the time they probably just said like don't say you're out yet and just uh you know and just already, uh, you know, just just welcome Matt Reeves to the whole thing. And that's it. And then even like uh, I think it was at what was that a Comic-Con or somewhere? He said, like, I would be an ape for Matt Reeves. That had to be terrible for Ben, too, because in his mind, he was probably like, I'm fucking done with this shit because of what has happened. And Matt Reeves is going to do his own thing. And I'm not going to be a part of it. But I have to play the whole fucking PR game where it's like, well, yeah, maybe I'm going to be. Yeah, it just sounds to me like. At from the start, it was never going to be Matt Reeves directing Ben Affleck. It was never going to be that. Like Ben was just done after his experience on Justice League. He was fucking done. I mean, luckily he has come back, of course, for Zach and of course for the Flash movie. But yeah, it just kind of shows you right there. I think he was just, yeah. I don't think, uh, yeah, Matt Reeves is totally like I want to do a definitive Batman movie in the way that I wanted to do. And I think and. Ben was just absolutely just after what happened in Justice League, he was done. He was absolutely done. So there you go. There you go. It's still going to be something pretty fantastic, I would say.
Can't wait. What do we got? A month and a half till this movie comes out? Oh, it's going to just be so goddamn beautiful, so goddamn gorgeous. I love it. I can't wait. All right. So HBO. So a new article came out from uh, Variety that kind of shining some light on trending. Because we all know in the streaming world now, it's not just about... It's not just about like how many people have watched the thing. It's like how much it's talked about. There's so many different analytics that they look at now. And, of course, Twitter trends, that's always going to be a big factor when it comes to determining the popularity of a show or a movie. <laughs> ah, I always do that. Uh, HBO leads Twitter buzz when teen angst heroes in video games. That's right. So here's a little graph right here. Here's a little uh, breakdown right here. So pretty much HBO, HBO Max is kind of killing it when it comes to Twitter trends. Euphoria is number one, of course, which I have not watched, but I hear it's great. Um, I hear a lot of people talking about it. I've even talked to people who've seen it, and they say it's great. So one of these days, I'm going to have to do it. Peacemaker, or as some refer it to as Pissmaker, uh, <laughs> has, um, is number two. And I'm kind of wondering, I'm like, yeah, well, half of them are at least the people that didn't want to give it a shot, wanted to trash on it with every opportunity and tweeted about it for 17 hours a day. Good job. <laughs> you didn't, you know, you wanted to shit on this movie, but guess what? You keep talking about it. It's part of the analytics. That's why I always say you don't like something. You could say maybe a couple things about it, but move on. Don't tweet about it for two straight weeks if you don't like it, because guess what? It's going to rise in popularity when it comes to this stuff. But, yeah, look at how many engagements it got. 295K. This is between January 10th and January 16th. This is just like the past week right here. And then we got, of course, the Golden Globes, which I'm surprised that is. Emily in Paris. We got Last of Us, which is also HBO. Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, Book of Boba Fett's not as, it's not as huge. I, I I think a lot of people were hold, hoping that Book of Boba Fett was going to be, you know, was going to be the next big thing. But I think a lot of people are kind of like, eh, it's, it's okay. Mandalorian was huge. I mean, I think a lot of people are waiting for Kenobi. But when it comes to the Disney series, I mean, it, it even feels like it even feels like Hawkeye had more traction. But maybe it was because of the whole Kingpin thing. I don't know. But yeah, it seems like Book of Boba Fett, not not so many people talking about it as much. So then we got Legend of Vox Machina and uh, yeah, on Amazon. And then we got Naomi, which is on the CW. What's happening with the CW? Is that still being sold? I don't know. I didn't check out Naomi yet. I don't know if it's exactly for me. Again, it's not for me. I'm not going to talk about it. And, you know, anything that's not for me, I'm not going to talk about it 24-7. Jesus Christ. All of us are dead. Netflix and then our beloved summer Netflix. So, yeah, look at that. So there's just some Twitter trends. Like I said, it's part of it. It's part of what they look at when it comes to the numbers. Okay? I mean, that's why it was so great when Restore the Snyderverse, hashtag, when that was like 1.5, whatever the fuck. You know, it's just that blew up like crazy, 1.5 mil. And, uh, you know, they look at that stuff. They look at that stuff. You know, the people that are going to be coming in and taking over the Warner regime are looking at that stuff. So numbers, 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 numbers. So but it's just kind of funny, you know, like Peacemaker. When I when I see people who are just hate, hate it so much and they keep saying like nobody's talking about it. I'm like, OK, you're in your own bubble. 
you can't just be in your own bubble and say that nobody's talking about it because I saw so many people talking about it last week. I mean, it was just nonstop, nonstop. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm like, oh, it's the best show ever, but I'm not saying it's the worst thing ever. I'm actually enjoying it. Curious to see where it goes. I wasn't sold on it at first, but guess what? After watching those first three episodes, I got sold on it. Okay, that's all I needed. All right, cool. I know, such a shill. I should stop being a shill. You're such a shill, Dave. Such a shill. Now I just want to watch. I just want to be fucking entertained. Is that all? Not too much to ask for. <laughs> Jeez. Anyways, okay. So that's all the topics. Let's go to the uh, Twitter questions, and then of course we'll wrap it up, and then we'll do the members only. You guys can pick my brain a little bit. All right, here we go. Okay. Mr. Brad, so aside from making Whedon look worse than he already did, I think the only thing his interview accomplished was putting Ray's situation with Walter back into the public spotlight. It's uh, it's at a point where I don't think they can keep pussyfooting. I always loved, I always loved that term, pussyfoot. I mean, it sounds weird, you know, and, the, and your first thought might be a, a very gross thought, but still, I, th- I was like pussyfooting. Around is much longer. Okay, so yeah. Uh, it's at the point where I don't think they can keep pussyfooting around much longer. Yeah, I know, especially with uh, the merger happening. I mean, I mean, if Ray keeps on pushing Walter Hamada, I mean, that could, you know, with bad press and all this stuff, and uh, obviously this wasn't good. Uh, you know, Dave Zaslav is just sitting here watching all that. Him and his team are just kind of watching and looking at all this. So, yeah, they really can't. That's why it's like, it, I mean, as much as it was gross that they wrote this article, you know, what's her name? Shapiro wrote this article about Joss Whedon. It's actually benefiting. <laughs> it's benefiting people. It's benefiting this whole situation because of just how much of a fucking narcissist he is that he that he that he thought he can actually get away with the shit that he said in that interview. Eric, you know, in Star Joe's defense, I can't I can't help looking at her. Quick praise of Whedon and seeing it similarly uh, to how Ray Fisher had to praise Justice League like a company man. Give her time, she may come clean. What do you think? That could always be the case. Who knows? I mean, who could always be the case? I don't think she'll ever praise Joss Whedon anymore. That would be dumb. I don't think that'll ever happen again, but, you know, we shall see. Carrie. Hey, Dave. You've ranked your Spider-Man films. Are you going to be ranking uh, for MCU movies and shows from 2021? That's nine MCU stories that we got last year. I'm moving through my MCU Phase 4 rewatch, and I think Hawkeye and and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier are my top two Disney Plus shows. My MCU fan heart is happy. I didn't do the shows. I just ranked the, uh, I just ranked the movies. You know, I didn't rank the shows, so... Um, but yeah, Hawkeye was actually more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. When I first saw the trailers, I was like, ah, okay. But then it was like, hey, you know, Haley Steinfeld, I love you. I love you. Anyways, VF, do you think Joss Whedon can still save his career after this scandal? No. Fuck no. Nobody's going to want to touch him. If anything, he might do like indie films or something like that. But I mean, you know what's funny? Meg, if you're still out there, Meg, who works at a a comic book shop, all the Buffy or Angel comic books no longer have his t- his name 
on the cover. It used to be that his name would be on the cover because, you know, created by Joss Whedon, created by Joss Whedon. But now, you know, now it's hidden inside. They don't want to put his name even on the cover of Buffy comic books anymore, right? That's how much he tarnished his own name. So, yeah, that's where you kind of look at it. That's your wife? Okay. I mean, she's she just had a kid, so, I mean, that's going to be rough there, Jose. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just saying, Rit Meg showed me that today. She took a couple pictures of uh, bu new Buffy books. No Joss Whedon on the cover. Yeah, if you open it up, it'll still have his name because they have to put his name still because he did create the whole fucking universe like with all that stuff. He did create the characters, but... It's it used to be on big on the cover. No longer is it on the cover. They have all the other names that are associated with the books and they just kind of just hide Joss Whedon's name inside. So that just shows you right there that nobody wants to deal with that fucking name anymore because it's so recognizable. And now he tarnished it like a motherfucker. Yeah. So anyways, uh, happy Tuesday, uh, Ryan. Happy Tuesday, Dave. Have you seen The Last Duel yet? Not yet. It's on HBO Max. Yes, I I have. Uh, I'm not going to the movies this week. So Thursday, I'm going to watch The Tender Bar. I'm going to have a Ben Affleck night. I'm going to watch The Tender Bar, and I'm going to watch The Last Duel. Okay, and then somehow I got to find uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth. I got to get, I got to fit that one in there too because I'm dying to see that movie as well. So I'll try to find, I'm, I'll try to find time to watch that over the weekend. I don't know which one I'll watch first, maybe. I don't know. But Thursday, I think it's going to be a Ben Affleck kind of night. I'm going to watch The Last Duel. I'm going to watch The Tender Bar. Um, so we'll see. And I'll do uh, quick reviews on them if you guys want me to. You guys want me to do some reviews on those? I will. Just quick ones. Nothing like uh, too in-depth. Uh, Cooper Knox. I just uh, realized your new hairstyle resembles Deathstroke's hairdo from... Uh, <laughs> maybe not so much. It's, uh, you know, it's it's short on the sides, but it's not very... His was more Mohawk-like. His was way like, whoop, you know? But, yeah, you know, I did go... She did go pretty high on the sides. Usually, like, I try to blended in but she just kind of went whop 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 and i was like all right whatever i don't give a shit uh it looks fine but uh yeah i could see what you're talking about a little bit and she kind of kept it a little yeah i kept it a little longer than i usually do too when i get a haircut um uh, edward of many fandoms how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood i can't if, let's see if i can say that really fast how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood there you go i did it <laughs> yay me i'm good uh, Kevin, Batman fan. Hi, Dave. I am having a great birthday today. Well, happy birthday, Kevin or Henry, whichever you prefer. I'm glad Gal Gadot and Ray Fisher responded to Joss Whedon's untruthful claims. There are there. Uh, these are my great birthday gifts. Hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher. Hashtag Joss Whedon is over. So happy birthday to you. Bert's. Dave, do you think we'll see this guy in Matt Reeves' Batman trilogy? It would be sweet. It would be sweet if he could pull it off. If if Matt Reeves could pull it off, I, I I do hope. I mean, and all you need to do is just watch Heart of Ice. That's all your reference needs to be when it comes to a good, a well, just a fucking fantastic Mr. Reeves story. It's just, Mr. Reeves, <laughs> Mr. Freeze story. Mr. Reeves is just watch Heart of Ice. That's all you really just need when it comes to uh, Mr. Freeze. If he could somehow pull it off. In the world that he's trying to create, power to him. And I think he, he, he probably can pull it off. So it would be pretty sweet. 
It would be pretty sweet. So anyways, all right, guys, we'll go ahead and wrap this up right meow. Uh, hopefully you guys had a good time. Film Junkie Live, like I said, members, look for uh, look for the link on your feed. If you want to be uh, if you want to be part of the uh, members only post show stream, join uh, hit the join button. But make sure you smash that like thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Got Patreon. Hopefully we'll be doing the Patreon stream soon as well. That's always fun to do, and I'll try to get some more exclusive stuff on there. So, and then of course the Film Junkie Closet down below with everything. All right, so I'll see you members in a little bit, and uh, everybody else who is not a member, well, you suck. Just kidding. It's fine. It's fine. I'll see you guys tomorrow at the same junkie time, same junkie channel. See you later.